Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Well, we have a trade. It doesn't involve the Edmonton Oilers. Wow, this is a, a big trade. This is a, a lot big, of names in here, man. This is a big, sloppy, ugly trade. It is. This is our number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it all for you right now. Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex uh, all over Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. The other voice you heard is the uh, talented writer, uh, one of the lead writers for NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector for Horse. Racing Alberta, HRA, live racing Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at uh, Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. For 10 months during the season, Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, they, in the month of August, have... Nazareth and the Little River Band and in uh, September they've got Steve Earle and the Dukes. Check it out. Ticketmaster.ca and Elliot Friedman was the man that initially tipped us off. Here Mm -hmm. is the trade. The Chicago Blackhawks trade Marion Hosa his contract, three years left, $5.275 million. Vinny Hinnestroza, who just signed a two-year extension of $1.5 million. Former Oiler Jordan Osterle, who played a lot last year in Chicago in their top four. And a 2019 third-round draft choice. So those four items go to Arizona from Chicago. Going back the other way, Marcus Kruger, who will now become the third-line center for... Uh, he's a former Blackhawk. Former Blackhawk. Uh, left-shot defenseman Andrew Campbell. Uh, Mackenzie Entwistle. That's John's boy, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> no. John Entwistle, didn't he play in the Who? Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, like I, I, now, I wonder if Mackenzie... Brendan, can you check up to see if uh, Mackenzie Entwistle is related to... Wasn't Jackson Entwistle the goaltender for the Kelowna Rockets in Dreisaitl's year in 2015? Uh, he is a right wing, is Mackenzie Entwistle. Jordan Maletta is a center. And... Campbell has been a pro for a while. The other two guys I don't know a lot about. And a 2019 fifth-round draft choice. So, basically, $7 million goes one way. What was Kruger making? Was he in the twos? I think he was in the twos. 
You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now, at 630chat.com. Spec, give us your perspective on the said trade. Oh, boy, that's a lot of stuff going around. Obviously, the clear the, the component becomes, uh, the, the major component is the cap space going uh, in the form of Marion Hosa, who is never going to play again. Uh, and he will be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, uh, going down to Arizona, which now will allow um, Chicago to make a deal. You know, the word's been out there already that uh, they're looking at uh, Justin Falk in Carolina. They, uh, there are still some trade targets out there. Blackhawks are now at 70, well, basically $71 million uh, on the cap. Uh, by the way, Kruger is in the final year of a deal at two point seven seven five. Uh, million. So so they've opened up space for them to get competitive a little bit quicker. Nine so they've yeah, they've basically opened up eight point five million dollars in cap space. And if you if you take Jordan Osterley off their blue line and add uh, you know a top guy like a Justin Falk onto that blue line, uh, that's an upgrade I would say. They do you? have six defensemen on one way contracts in Chicago. So Seabrook Keith, Connor Murphy, who Q is not a big fan of. Yeah, he's been hot and cold last year. Keep These going. These guys, uh, Jan Ruda, uh, who's a UFA at the end of last year, uh, as well as Brandon Manning, a friend of Connor McDavid's, and Eric uh, Gustafson, yeah, who so was Gustafson was an Oilers draft choice. That's, a, that's not a strong defense, right? Let's call a spade a spade. That's not a, that's not the kind so of logic defense. would dictate they'd be in the market for another defenseman, a good defenseman, a good defenseman, and still have three million dollars in cap space to add another another forward at some stage. Bobby, they're in with Winnipeg, they're in with Dallas, they're in with St. Louis, they're in with Nashville. That yep. defense doesn't make the playoffs, right there, right? No. Doesn't make playoffs. No. So, uh, of the unrestricted free agents that are left, let's see. Uh, not all. I mean, Rick Nash, is he basically retired at this stage? He's thinking about it, I believe, is the would, technical would term. He go, would he go to Chicago on a, uh, on a cheap one-year deal? I bet you he might on a one-year deal. I suppose not if you had to buy out Kruger, you could. Well, but have you they, might as well play him. I don't know if they can buy out Kruger. You know why? Because they don't have a restricted free agent. They've missed the buyout period. Uh, could be. Okay. So I don't know if they can buy them out. That's fair. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, you watched soccer yesterday? A goodly portion of it. All the parts that counted. I was very, uh, it was a great game. Yeah. I'm, I'm as like any tournament like this, the deeper it goes, the better it gets. And that was a hotly contested tilt yesterday, man. Croatia is a wonderful story, aren't they? Yeah, they're... You know, uh, I kind of cheered for England only for this reason, Bob. There's got to be, you know, literally over like hundreds of millions of people out there who would like to see England play France. I wanted England. And how France many people were actually cheering for Croatia? You know, yeah. Milan Lucic, Milena Jurjanovic, uh, oh. and who else? I think Lucic is Lucic not <laughs> Serbian, so maybe but they're neighbors. Uh, <laughs> I think they're friends now. Are, are they friends I think now? Friends now. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, uh, it's a much smaller nation. They, but who doesn't love a story they, like they, that? They uh, weren't friends when uh, when Serbian rebels killed Luka Modric's grandfather. So okay. that well, <laughs> someone went to social studies back in grade eleven. <laughs> <laughs> happened hey they were in Yugoslavia with Marshall Tito when I was in grade 11 just yeah, as that yeah. was uh, let's uh, anyhow uh, all right here we go story, right? so here's here's what's interesting with, with what happened that game England got the lead yeah they missed a glorious opportunity to make it 2 nothing, and then they kind of Croatia as is typical with soccer had to turn it on a bit but they they really pressed England and they did and England lost the midfield during the course of the game yes they did and 
And it became an effort in defending and getting to the finish line. And it's not just a soccer thing, Bob. I think we've ha- seen a lot yes. of that in hockey. It, it does It does happen in other sports psych- as well. Psychological deal. And, and Croatia had a way better midfield. I mean, all of their midfielders play for major international teams. Okay. I mean, two guys alone play for the two best teams in the world. Modric has won three straight Champions League titles, right? And then uh, Ivan Rakitic plays for Barcelona. Okay. So Modric and Real Madrid. So these guys are big-time players in their own right. And they took the game over. And their age group is like 28 to 32, yeah. whereas England's top guys were all 20, 22 to 26. You so you've got all those factors. The press. Because there is a team in England that plays the press, and that's Liverpool, and they're a pretty exciting team to watch. Okay. They play a high press. Do you think today's athletes want to go for it? Uh, More so than ever before? Yes. In every way, shape, or form. Well, so 25, 30 years ago, hey, I'll earn my stripes, I'll work my way in the lineup, and I'll, I'll get my I'll keep my, my ch- mouth shut. Yeah. And whereas today, it's like, you know what? Now, the one big thing that's changed in a lot of sports is salary cap. So you have to get production from entry-level players in various yeah. sports. And I think all the sports are going... Not I, I, The sports we're talking about are going towards finesse and speed. Like hockey, guys make moves now they never even would have practiced 20 right. years ago. You know, the it's all about speed. Soccer is 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 you know indisputably faster, and more guys taking on guy uh, opponents one on one. Now it's it's okay if you take a guy one on one and you don't win. It's not you don't end, get benched. It's not the end of the world if you embarrass a guy on the pitch. And it's not the end of the world if you do embarrass a guy. In fact, we love that in sports now more than we used to. Whereas if you tried embarrassing a guy about 20 to 25 years ago, he kicked the snot out of you. Yeah, and I, Bill Flett would hit you so hard with that lumber you'd never walk again. Right. So, so if we can agree on all those things, all of those qualities belong in, in essence to the younger player. Who's the fastest guy in a team now? Well, it's the youngest guy. Yeah. Right? So now the younger guys are looking at the thing and the Matt Barzells, let's go to hockey, a sport I know better, and obviously Connor McDavid, but all these young, quick guys, and they're going, you know what? I'm the fastest guy, and speed's important, so get out of my way. Right? And then coaches are playing them in top six. You don't have to earn. We had Luke, we had Luke Richardson on the show spec a couple of days ago, and I yeah. asked him, like, have you ever seen a player hold on to the puck that long? As Barzell will. Barzell will. He's a killer player. There's a lot of guys that they get it, they want to give it up. He'll hold it and hold it and Mm -hmm. hold it. Right. Not even McDavid holds it. That's partially because McDavid's to the net by that point because he's that, you know. But Barzell's awfully speedy. Yeah. But anyhow. It's it is a it is a different generation in terms of how it's the in terms of what the athlete is like. The question is, are we seeing it being coached differently as well? Well, I think that coaches are starting to figure out that that those are the assets that are going to win them a championship. So, you know, like in the, you know, Scott Niedemeyer, to me, is one of the great examples. And, and uh, Jacques Lemaire, right? Scott Niedemeyer could skate like the wind and wanted to take it end-to-end, and he could skate it out of trouble all day long. A Hall of Fame defenseman, right. one of the best we ever saw. And Jacques' game plan didn't ha- include much of that. And, you know, not at all. And they were back and forth, man. Those guys, they fought and fought and fought. And in the end, I think Jacques gave a little. And uh, obviously, Scott Niedermeyer learned to play defense. There's no question. And but he left New Jersey when he had the opportunity. In the end, he got a chance. He got the heck out of New Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think coaches today are looking at it and going, hold on a second. You know, uh, if, I don't, if I have the players 
then I got to use those tools. If I don't have the players, now it's about my system. Now it's about checking. No, 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 no. Some teams don't have the players, Bob. But I think the coaches that do have the players are cutting them loose. And that yeah. is what Did we you want. think Vegas was going to have the players? Because that team played like a team that was cut loose. Right. And what did Gerard Gallant say? He said, there's no, there's no co- price for making a mistake. If you make a mistake because you're trying hard, you don't miss a shift around here. Right. You know? And that's the kind of coach he is. And I think I'm happy to see that coach succeed. See, and we've discussed this. I believe that Wayne Gretzky, Kevin Lowe, um, Paul Coffey, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson, Mark Messier, they were allowed to make mistakes yes. in the early 80s under Glenn Sather. Glenn was and I believe by the time that Craig McTavish came here and Kelly Buckberger were, uh, came in and those guys were in support roles, they weren't afforded the same luxury or they wouldn't have played because the Oilers had already won by then and were an elite team. And if you're in one of those support roles, you can't cost us games. Whereas the, sure. right, the other high-octane, better offensive guys... Right. Right, you're you're prepared to trade chances with those guys, right? And you that's why I think there's a, that's why I think there's a bit of a philosophical different approach. I, I brought the I brought that up with those very guys, right? That they learned a little bit differently in terms of a game. Well, I think we're changing. Like, if you want to talk hockey, the 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 last defenseman on your team, you know, in Edmonton last year, it was Big Eric Griba. Uh, I think you're going to see this year. It's going to be more of an Ethan Bear. I how, think. How about Evan Bouchard? Or say. Evan Bouchard. Right. I think that in the old days, uh, Jordan Osterley's kind of been that guy on every team he's been on. Really, yeah. he's sort of been the last pairing defenseman. In the old days, he wouldn't make it, and they'd pick some big sluggo. I think we're going to a place where you want speed and skill. Can you do the same? Like we talked about the fact that maybe the Oilers need a 14th forward. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to sign him right now, but. Uh, do you want a guy that has a, a track record of creating a little bit of offense? Sure. I'd take a chance on a guy that... Would you rather take Yannick Hansen, who's had a 20-goal season in the NHL, has got real good analytics, even though he's 31 and he's coming off a tough year. He still skates well. He skates still skates well. He can well. shoot. That's Hot. the key for Would me. you rather have him or Lance Bowman, who's had one uh, good offense? Hansen over Bowman every day. Yeah, so would I. Every day. So would I. I like Lance Bowman, a good Provost kid. I'm yeah. not, nothing against Lance Bowman, but him and Yannick Hansen aren't the same model here. Right. Two different vehicles. So, yeah. I think if, if yeah. So, and anyhow, it's 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 interesting. And it's see, going to a better you and me, You and me, see, here's the thing. We we do, we're, we're from Edmonton. We, we're roughly the same age. We grew up watching the greatest dynasty in CFL history when the CFL was really exciting. Yes. Right? With the Eskimos. Yeah. We watched the Oilers dynasty, which is the highest scoring offensive team in NHL history. But we have one more goals a year, Bob. But we have one more thing in common, Spec. Okay. We also grew up watching the who? Yeah, the U of A Golden Bears. And what do they do before? They just they they Claire Drake and and that program invented Corsi before Corsi was Corsi, right? Yeah. You know they they had the puck all night long on their opponent, and they didn't have a bunch of superstars. You know, the other thing that happened in that dressing room was written right up on the wall, right? It's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. Right. That Bears team was four lines. They came at you like a hive of bees, and they did it for 35 years, and they still do it. Except now they do have the best players. And rel- they have the best players. Relative sure. to, you know, the strength of the league that they're in. So. Right. But no, it's, you know, and again, he, he learned from other sports, which, you know, that's, I mean, you take a look at... Uh, sort of the the trends that have made elite programs spread option offenses in college football okay you know i've morphed away from a guy that used to watch four cfl games a week you watch more college ball now i watch a half i'll watch a half of an eskimo game okay i still watch cfl i'll watch calgary play ottawa tonight i I, but 
if 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 Alabama's on against LSU, that's the channel you're on. I'm watching. I can put, okay. it, put it this way: I can tell you right now, uh, Brendan's going to be chuckling here because uh, you know he's such an immensely talented guy. You don't know where he's going to be in six months, but I can tell you right now: the Oilers in the on January first are in Arizona. Ooh, and that is one of the, the national, BCS games. There? That's the BCS semifinal, and the week after they are in San Jose, and that's the national championship game in uh, at the uh, Niner Stadium. Yeah, Levi. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I try getting tickets to the national championship yeah. game. We did two years. We did three years oh, ago. Did you? Yeah, right in Arizona, right in Glendale. What'd you have to pay? Oh, Jack put it on his card. He's he's he's, he's <laughs> the big put it on his card. <laughs> was, I think I think we got tickets for like one hundred and thirty-five dollars. They were great tickets, but whatever. We went to the game. Oh, for sure. And it was kidding. I'd like forty-five, forty-two. Yeah, that's it is. Should we be con- actually? That's we'll, we'll hit on that when we come back here because we grew up at a time when the CFL was way better than the NFL. The NFL has opened up his offense. Has the CFL lost a bit of that offensive identity when we come back in Oilers now? When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's Pro-Am. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Sports.ca this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 6.30, Chad. Well, Zach Cassian got married in the last week, so congratulations. Yeah, way to go, Zach. Bob Stoffer, Mark Did Specker. you see him training, by the way? He's in really, really good shape yeah, right he's now. in good shape. <laughs> Okay, can I add something to that? I think that we talked earlier about Clef Baum, and we yep. kind of forget about Sekra. There's another guy. What a huge factor he was on this Oilers team when they were getting 103 points, right? Not every night. He was unpredictable. Not That's, every night. And he, Every third night, he'd either score, or he'd fight, or he'd drill someone, he'd cause a turnover. He was a, And in the playoffs, he was fabulous almost every night, right? He won a couple games for him in the playoffs. Game two and game three against San Jose, he was excellent. Oh, boy, was he good. And last year, all of that disappeared. So there's another bounce-back guy. Yeah, you know what happens, I think, to a guy like that? It makes you a lot better. Is you get out of it. And you're like, do I really want to be dropping the gloves and getting something going well, here? That's I think you can play his game now, Bob, without fighting. Yeah. I mean, I know that the honor code, and listen, I've been around the league, I get it. You and me but, have moved way off the fighting but stuff. I think Five it, years ago, right? you had to have guys I think it's it. Zach Cassian can go drill whoever he wants and not fight anybody now. Yeah. Right? That's the way the game is, so... 
All Get right. after it. What's your, uh, you have a golden retriever? Yes, sir. What's his name? Wrigley. Wrigley. Oh, I Wrigley. thought it was Ridley. Really? I, I, like the field, man. Yeah, no, no. I, I or the chewing gum, right? Because not the chewing gum, the field. Well, the, the, the field. The chewing gum is same family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, our golden retriever's name is Anakin. Anakin? Yeah, my son named him, so he's named <laughs> Anakin. You know, from isn't that a Star Wars yes. guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I call him Annie, and people go, "Oh, you know, they, nice you know come here, Annie." And then yeah. and people are, "Well, well, wait a second, is that a female dog?" And yeah. no, it's uh, so for. Totally superfluous, useless uh, information. That's why you listen to That's this. That's it, baby. There you go. All right, so end of the day. Yes, we both think the Oilers can bounce back. Uh, can the CFL get back to its high-octane explosive roots? Because to me, there's... And is it part of it that the NFL has changed? So different... You, you know what I mean? Like some of the guys that maybe used to be available yeah. in CFL, is that part of it? Or do you think that some of the more offensive, the offensive geniuses are, are going right to the NFL instead of coming up? Because sometimes guys uh, have to prove themselves, the most Davises of the world have to prove themselves at the CFL level. What do you think on that? Well, that's fair. I, I don't, But I just think there's such a, a vast, vast quantity of, of talented football players coming out of the U.S. college ranks that... There's always enough. I don't care what style the NFL is playing. There's still leftover guys that are good players, right? Yeah. There's undersized punt returners. I think one thing that the CFLs doesn't seem to have as much as it used to. Every team used to have a threat returning yeah. kicks. You don't see kicks going back near as much as you used to. Um, I think you want, you know, you want scoring. You want a, you want a league that. I think the other thing that, and I, I, I'm a, I'm watching the game Friday night. It's on my schedule, right? Argos Eskimos, I'm watching it. I'm watching Calgary play tonight. I love the CFL. But I get very frustrated with the fact there's a penalty on every two out of every three plays. And I don't know if it's the ref's fault or the player's fault or what it is. But even when, Bob, and when you get a great play, back she comes. Yeah. That's starting to And you've crazy. been the great protract, uh, protractor of officials well, over your time. You know what? Maybe they're calling a lot of times there are penalties. I don't know how you fix it. I'm not here to fix it, but I'm telling yeah. you. The flags are, are not helping the CFL. Not I, helping them. I'm still a fan of the Eskimos, but not the great defender of the league anymore that I was 20, 25 years ago. When, it, frankly, it was... And the NFL, to their credit, has opened up offense. You know, you used to be able to basically tackle receivers, right? The Pittsburgh nope. Steelers in the mid-70s, right. their, their cornerbacks, they could just work guys over. You can't do that anymore in the NFL. And and so, they, you know, you'll have high-scoring, yeah. explosive games. And I think it's... But I, I repeat that the leagues are mutually exclusive. I I think the CFL can be whatever it wants to be okay. without this, without r- worrying about what the NFL is. And I think the CFL needs to work on, I want to see both teams in the 30s a little more often. We have Steve Smith coming up at hey. 135. He's now with the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, uh, that was an interesting move. Resigned one day from Carolina and next day. And he he was he was in with the right people in Carolina. So I was that's an interesting decision by him. He's obviously intrigued to yep. you know work with some of those guys in Buffalo. But uh, he's such an interesting cat, right? Like we've all known him since he played yeah. here as a kid. He what was it? Was his twenty fourth birthday when he scored the goal off of Fear's ankle and in the net? Yeah, in eighty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty four maybe. I think yeah. he was just a young guy. Uh, I did a whole chapter in the Battle of Alberta book that I wrote. On Good Steve guy, Smith. eh? Well, I what was. I mean, we all know about the goal, and and it does not define the man in any way. Uh, but what I thought was really cool was the way he took that experience and it didn't kill him and it made him stronger. You yeah. know, some people, they would be bitter. Some people would somehow be framed by it. Some people, you could never ask him about it again, right? 
because they couldn't handle the question. Steve Smith, he took that experience, and that very night came out, talked to the media, tears in his eyes, and to this day, he's that's made him a better guy. Who was the pitcher uh, for the Red Sox that got yarded by uh, the Angels back in the mid-'80s? Oh. And uh, ended up passing away several Donnie, years. Donnie. Uh, was that Donnie Henderson? Nope. Oh, man. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah. It'll come to me. Yeah. All right. Spec- and it never, he never got over it. Ready to no. give up a home run ball. He never got over never it. Never got over it. Uh, no, Steve Smith. And Steve was, first of all, he became an excellent player. He's an all-star caliber defenseman after that. And few people will remember this, but I recall that uh, a couple of years. Remember, in Calgary, every time we went to Calgary, they'd say, shoot, shoot, shoot. And he put it on the net one time. He, he told Ramford before our preseason game, he said, watch out, because I'm shooting at you. And his line, he says, you better blank and save it. And he came over center ice going the wrong way, and he rifled a long shot at Ramford. Everybody at the side alone laughed. And they never said shoot anything. It's kind of like Kevin Lowe's line when he was uh, first uh, as a GM with the Oilers and went into Calgary and they had the draft there that year. And he got booed for about three minutes. And he goes, I'd just like to thank uh, Calgary Flames and the fans here in Calgary for the warm reception. Everybody <laughs> broke a laugh. Uh, you got 10 seconds. France in the final? Uh, I'm taking Croatia. Okay. I'll taking be- Croatia. Upset special. There you go. Mark, uh, next week it'll be you and Brendan. So I can't wait for that. Uh, well, I guess not. Finally, some intelligent discourse. There we go. That is Stafford Inspector brought to you by, <laughs> that's enough of you, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Friday, Saturdays at Northlands Park. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.